Hey everybody, this is Shannon with VIP Kid World, and welcome back. In today's podcast, after a long time, (laughs) I'm going to be continuing with the uh, ABCs for VIPs podcast series and moving on to the next letter, letter K. Uh, It was interesting as the it did take me a little bit longer than expected to think about this, but one day I was discussing it in a workshop and someone said something and then all of a sudden everything kind of made sense. Uh, so what that means is that today's podcast is K is for knowledge. Now, I wanted to start this podcast off in a way that I think is useful. Um, so when you go to the dictionary online, it's basic, um, The information you find when you look up the word knowledge is kind of logical. The first definition says facts, information and skills acquired by a person through experience or education. Um, And then even the second one says awareness or familiarity gained by experience. So obviously we know that knowledge is information that we take in. It's something that we are usually taught whether that is by someone else or we can self-teach our um, knowledge. We can teach it to ourselves. But one of the things that I found kind of interesting is there was a section of synonyms about the word knowledge. And I wanted to read a few of these off. And I want you to think about VIP Kid and think about your job as a VIP Kid teacher and how it applies to these words. Synonyms for the word knowledge include comprehension, recognition, understanding, conversance, experience, acquaintance, familiarity, cognizance, learning, enlightenment, attainment, and acquirement. Now, of course, this a list of synonyms. But looking at this list, it made me think of a lot of things that we do in the VIP Kid classroom. You know, we always talk about, okay, well, I want to be able to help my students to show mastery. I want them to be able to own what I'm teaching them. I want them to have it. You know, it's it, it's more to be a teacher who teaches in a form of, you know, where a student can truly understand the concept. In my personal opinion, That doesn't happen when you're simply reading teacher directions, when you're simply following directions and doing realistically the least work that is necessary to move your way through a PowerPoint. But it's that moment when you start to transition that information from simply being words that come out of your mouth and go into the student's ears to becoming things that are applicable to their life. We're checking for comprehension when we ask backup questions after we've taught a concept. We're looking at the child's face and allowing that to help us in seeing not only what comes from their mouth, but also are they showing us that this is confusing or that it is something they understand. We, of course, as English teachers, we're looking for them to be able to converse with us. Another sign of mastery. One of the ones that I think also really I found uh, most intriguing was this idea of enlightenment. I'm sure some of you can remember the time when your student um, was struggling maybe with the concept and you're pushing and pushing and you're thinking of different ways to explain it, to simplify it, to, to say it in different words. And then there's that moment 
It's almost like a moment of enlightenment where the student finally understands the concept. Everything clicks. I mean, we know what that feels like as, as adults and learning new things when stuff just happens to click, right? That is one of the important parts of our BIP kid teaching job is to be able to help children to not only answer questions correctly, but to go beyond that. You know, one of the things that I mentioned in uh, one of the workshops that I do is it's the grammar workshop. If you've ever been to it, you may be familiar with this, but it's the idea of going beyond just allowing a child to answer the questions correctly. Because one of the things that you need to be cognizant of is the fact that in China, oftentimes students are taught how to find answers, how to take tests. Most of the education system is based around passing tests because the entire school system is based off of test, 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 test. This, this student, of quite a few students that I talked to recently in the upper levels, they're taking, especially the middle, middle school kids, they're taking tests every single week. Tests every single week, every single week, big, big tests every single month. So tests are a very big deal. But for us, we have to be able to get beyond that point of, oh, my student has learned the patterns on how VIP kid works. Because you, know, you teach enough class, you, classes, you start to see that there are a lot of patterns built into the VIP kid system. There are a lot of patterns uh, on how to find answers, how to find the um, uh, uh, process of elimination. You know, process of elimination is fantastic, but when I'm taking a test. It's great. It's great when I'm able to uh, weed out the wrong answer so I can get the right one. But that doesn't necessarily mean that just because I'm good at process of elimination that I have effectively learned and gained the knowledge necessary to eventually consider myself a fluent speaker or someone who has gained true and realistic knowledge. So for us, I think it's really important that we approach VIP kid teaching in a form of not just accepting answers that are correct as, oh, this is an obvious feature that my student has mastered the concept. This correct answer means that they understand everything because unfortunately it just doesn't work that way. We have to be able to take it to the next step. So instead of saying, great, you got the answer correct, next slide. Maybe we move on to ask them, Okay, well, you got the answer correct, but do you know why the answer is correct? For example, one of the examples I use um, in that workshop has to do with uh, a level two student, and he has fill in the blanks. And at the top of the slide, there are two options, one in um, the third person, singular um, with the S. It's got one with an S and then one without an S. And then it has two sentences, one that requires the third person singular and one that does not. Now, one of the things that I always mention is in a, in a slide like that, you'll notice that the student has a 50% chance of getting the answer correct, the first question. And that doesn't even matter whether they know it or not. They have a 50% chance of at least guessing the answer correct. So let's assume that your student has no clue what this slide is about. Nothing, they don't know anything about conjugating, nothing at all. And the child happens to choose the first one. And boy, some of these kids are good at faking confidence. They confidently say, oh yes, teacher, it is this one. And they just happen to be right. Well, unfortunately, a lot of these kids learn the patterns that are built into the VIP kid system. 
If there are two options for them to choose from and they've chosen the right one for the first, they have a 100% chance of choosing the right one for the second sentence. And that could mean that you could have a student sitting in front of you who's going through these fill in the blank slides and they are literally guessing every single answer but still getting it right because they found patterns that they've been trained in school how to do. So what do we need to do in order to combat this? Well, we've got to see if they actually know the rules. So if you're discussing with a student, you know, third person singular, when to add the S, when not to add the S, and you want to say, okay, why do we add the S? Why do we put this in here? Can you circle the word? How do you know? Whatever is appropriate for the child's level. Then you can see whether the child knows, oh, it's because right before that blank, there's a he, and he goes with the S. Okay, perfect. Now the child has shown they have some kind of understanding. It is exceptionally important for us to go beyond the unfortunate possibility that our students are guessing answers, that they're not actually learning from us. One of the other things that I think is really important when it comes to helping our students to gain knowledge is realizing that knowledge is not just a list of things that they memorize, but it's being able to use them functionally, being able to apply them. So maybe, um, especially with your regular students, if you don't have as many regulars, it's still something that you can do, but try your best to focus. You know, it's something I try to do really hard is to focus on not only what I'm teaching, but how I can use concepts or grammatical rules or, or vocabulary words that the child has learned recently, or I've even taught them in this specific class. How can I use that information and wrap it back around, bring it back up, allow the child to express themselves in some fashion, whether it's answering a question, whatever it might be, in order to use the knowledge that they've learned. You know, we always talk about this. If you don't use it, you lose it. And that's probably why we don't remember half the things we learned from high school. Well, there's a few reasons, but that's the point. We have to be the teacher who is not just going through the motions. We have to be the teacher who is in that VIP kid class for the purpose of helping the student in front of you to gain knowledge. Not just the ability to answer questions correctly, not just the ability to tick A, B, C, D, to draw lines from here to there, but is it going into their mind? And are they able to actually use it? Are they showing those things that we talked about at the beginning? Are they showing comprehension through mastery? Are they recognizing how what they know now connects to what they've learned in the past? Are they, re are they able to understand words when we explain them? Are they able to fluidly express themselves using these new concepts, new grammar rules, new vocabulary words? Can they connect it to their life experience? Are they familiar with new things? Have they shown and acquired or attained that knowledge into their mind? Is it useful? Is it applicable? And have they shown us that light on enlightenment moment? This is something that I think this allows us to take our teaching to someplace different. I know those of you listening, if you're listening to my podcast, there's a pretty good chance that you're the kind of person who really wants to be your best. And I applaud you 
for that effort. Because one of the things that I think personally as a VIP kid teacher is the most impactful to me is the idea that I have the ability, if I give my full, my 150, 200% in each of my classes, I have the ability to help set up for success a child's future. We all do, right? But it's not going to come through us being lazy. It's not going to come from us being unprepared. You know how I feel about preparation. It's not going to be from us walking in there and simply following teacher directions and not giving anything else. There's so much more knowledge to be had. There's so many more concepts that the child can take into their mind. They can gain it from us. They can see our passion. You know, that brings up a different topic, which might even end up being a podcast itself one day. But passion is a really big deal in the VIP kid classroom. If teaching is not something you're very passionate about, I do hope that your students help you to to gain that passion. I know early on it wasn't for me and the students were the thing. They They were the change for me that made me feel as passionately as I do. But we have to remember, if we don't bring any kind of passion into our classroom, in the way we teach, in the way we feel about concepts, in the way we express ideas and how cool it could be and how understanding English is a key that opens a door to anything they want to do in the future, if we can't show them that, it's going to be very hard for our students to desire that information, to want to become a fluent speaker, to feel that it's something that not only they can do, oh, but it's something that they so want to do. It's something they need in their life. You have the ability to increase their desire to become a fluent speaker. And a lot of that has to do with what kind of passion you bring to the table. So remember, knowledge is important. Knowledge is a a key. Eventually, knowledge is something that can lead to in the future. With application, it can lead to, as we talk about wisdom. But for now, here we are in our classroom, hoping to help our students gain some kind of understanding and knowledge so that they can grow to fluency, just what we're getting paid for. And hopefully also something that brings you a little bit of joy and pride as you watch your students grow and become, you know, something worth uh, applauding. And boy, do I hope we applaud them in class, too. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, podcast. And uh, I'll be making some more very soon. I promise. Uh, But until then, thank you so much. uh, And I'll see you next time.